him here, they seek him there. So friendships seek him everywhere. Is he in heaven? Is he in hell? That Derm's in Lucifer, said Pennell. Presenting Marius Goring, star of the motion picture Red Shoes, as Baron adopts his immortal character, the Scarlet Pimpernel. The Adventures of the Scarlet Pimpernel, starring Marius Goring as Sir Percy Blakeney. It was Tony Dewhurst, of course, who first met Margot Veradou in a little tavern off the Rue Saint-Honoré. And it was from him I learned of her for the first time that same evening, as we dined at our Paris headquarters, the inn called... Les Trois Oh, she's quite lovely, Blakeney. The perfect type of French beauty. Yes, and you've fallen suddenly, madly, passionately in love with her. Oh, Tony, what will all your English girls oh, say? No, no, you don't understand. Uh, no? No, I'm in earnest, Blakeney. It's not I have fallen in love with her. It's Chauvelin. Oh, what? I'm trying to tell you. Our old enemy, citizen Chauvelin, is in love with this girl. Well, if she's all you say of her, I'd never have credited him with such good taste. What you should know by now, he's a thought you can never resist a beautiful woman. And does she share this passion of his? Oh, of course not. Uh, why, of course not? Well, that's the whole point of the story. Oh, there is a story, eh? Yeah, most certainly is. And as far as Chauvelin is concerned, a very typical one, too. Well, let's hear it. Now, she was married about six months ago. Her husband, Jean-Pierre Veradou, was a minor government official whose duties brought him into occasional contact with Chauvelin. Now, that's what began it all. Veradou took his wife as a guest to some small official function. Chauvelin saw her, fell wildly in love with her. And uh, so exits Monsieur Veradou, I presume? No, not at once. At first, Chauvelin thought he'd played a game the other way. He went out of his way to make a friend of Veradou. Gave him preferment in his job, promotion. Skillful tactics. First win the wife's gratitude, then woo her. Exactly. And uh, how did it work out? Well, from Chauvelin's point of view, it didn't work out at all. Naturally, Margot was grateful for when Chauvelin began hinting that he'd like her gratitude to take the form, well, of more than mere words, she let him know quite emphatically that she loved her husband and that in no circumstances would she betray him. Uh, what happened then? Well, just what you'd expect. <laughs> Chauvelin turned nasty, eh? Very nasty. Veradou was reduced to his old job and to an even more minor one. And when threats took the place of casual rest, Margot remained as adamant as ever. Finally, a week ago... Veradou was arrested. Oh, on what charge? Embezzlement and misappropriation of government funds. <laughs> the documentary evidence against him was forged, of course, but he hadn't any way of proving it. Yesterday he stood his trial and was found guilty and sentenced to 20 years imprisonment. 
Oh, I think you're right, Tony. It is a typical story. And about as old as history. Damnable to think a man like Chauvelin should have such power and should wield it so unscrupulously. Well, that's the way of the world, Tony. But the point is, what are we going to do about it? You mean that we're... Well, it's part of your mission in life to go out to the aid of beauty in distress, isn't it? Well, yes, I Yes, know. and I wouldn't miss such a chance of tweaking Chauvelin's nose for all the right <laughs> in cafe. Um, when can I meet this Margot the Idol? Whenever you wish. Tomorrow? Tomorrow it shall be. She was all Tony had said and more. And yet somehow it wasn't her beauty that impressed me so much as a quality of... Uh, oh, I don't know. I suppose uh, goodness is the word. A sort of inner radiance that was at once calm and yet vibrant with life. Please forgive me if I describe her clumsily. Uh, I am no poet. I cannot find the right words for Margot Verdu. Uh, you know England, madame? A little. I was there as a child. Uh, suppose, um... Well, let us suppose that my friend and I were able to arrange your husband's escape. Escape? Uh, yes, that's what I said, madame. Would, would that be possible? Well, it has been done before. Could be done again. Uh, suppose, as I say, it were. You realize, of course, you would be both fugitives, not only from the private vengeance of Chauvelin, but from France itself. Yes. And would you be prepared, uh, both your husband and yourself, to forsake your own country and spend the rest of your lives in England? That could be done, too. Yes. Well, let's get down to practical details. Um, if my friend and I are to engineer your husband's release, we'll need your active help, I'm afraid. You may count on me for anything. Anything? Even my life would not be too big a price for Jean-Pierre Stacey. Well, I don't think we need to go quite as far as that. I wonder. You wonder what, monsieur? And I was wondering how good an actress you are. <laughs> as good as every woman is. Hmm. Uh, could you make a convincing pretense of liking the man you loathe most on earth? I mean, could you dine with him, drink with him, laugh and joke with him, be uh, gay and provocative with him, flirt with him, suffer him to uh, touch you, perhaps? For the sake of my husband? Yes. Look at me, monsieur. Look at me well. Do you still want an answer? No, madame. My apology for having asked the question. Now... Have you any way to gain access to Chauvelin? I have only to go to his office and send him my name. Good. You will go there this morning. Yes? Uh, you will beg him to intercede on your husband's behalf. You will tell him you have new evidence, which uh, he'll know to be untrue, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, you will say... Uh, oh, let me think now. This may be a little difficult. Exactly what is it that you have in mind, monsieur? Well, well what I really want you to do is to find some excuse to dine with him oh, tonight. Is that all? <laughs> you think you can arrange it without arousing his suspicion? But of course, monsieur. Where do you wish us to dine? Well, there's a tavern called the Thousand Flowers in the Rue Saint-Augustin. You know it? Yes. It has uh, private rooms on the first floor, very lavish, with velvet hangings, very discreet. The time? Eight o'clock. We shall be there, monsieur. My dear friend, Chauvelin, and I. Yes, there were several preparations to be made. A small phial of a colorless fluid to be collected from a certain old apothecary I knew documents to be inscribed and forged with a signature of Chauvelin, and then promptly, at eight o'clock, from the shadow of a doorway in the Rue Saint-Augustin, Tony and I watched the carriage stop outside the tavern of the Thousand Flowers. Nine o'clock. In the private room, the meal was over, and Margot and Chauvelin sat with their wine. The talk so far had been general, but already the wine was beginning to loosen Chauvelin's tongue. <laughs> A pity about your husband, my dear. A great pity. Everyone liked him so much. Everyone trusted him. 
Such a shock, I can tell you. I thought I knew him so well. It is natural you should think so, madame. Who is better qualified to know a man than his own wife? Sister, you have been married only a few months, you know. Yes, that's true. Perhaps in a way it was my fault. Your fault? Ah, my dear. I will hear no such thing. I like to live well, you see. I have such expensive taste in clothes and jewels. Of course you have. So has every beautiful woman, and rightly so. Perhaps he found my demands beyond his purse. Perhaps that is why he so. Then more fully. No man should ever take a wife he cannot afford. If you will pardon me, what may seem an impertinence, my dear, I cannot think why you ever agreed to marry him. I believed I loved him. <laughs> Besides, every woman should marry. She needs the security that marriage offers. And what security is there in being the wife of a convicted ambassador? I do not know. It would turn out like this. I... Your glass is empty. I'll allow you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> what beautiful hands you have. So slim and full of grace. So cool to the touch. You could have done so much better for yourself, Master. So much better. You think I was unwise to marry Jean-Pierre? But of course. There are many men in Paris. Rich and powerful men. Who would have given much for the favor of your smile. And who still would. Oh, that may be. I assure you. But I have never met any such man. You know one. You no. Me? I mean myself. Sorry, yes. Of course. You cannot fail to know that from our first meeting I have been most deeply attracted to you. Since then my devotion has never wavered. Indeed, it's grown stronger and stronger till sometimes I feel it will consume me inside. Oh, no, monsieur. Your vision is before me constantly. I cannot work for thinking of you. I cannot sleep. And when I do, you are always in my dreams. Your beauty haunts me night and day. Be kind and mocker. Be kind. You will never regret it, I swear. I can give you all the things you want. The finest clothes, diamonds, and pearl servants to wait on you. If only you will be kind. Monsieur, you... You touch me very deeply. I do. And there is some hope. Some little hope. I, I wish I could say that there were. But you forget. Forget what? I am not free. I already have a husband. A husband who is doomed to spend his next 20 years in jail. Who will probably never come out of it alive. That makes my marriage vows to him no less binding. Suppose he were to die. What? Of a jail fever, for example. That is not likely. Well, these things can be arranged. Well, you don't mean... Oh, no. no I, I could not be a party to anything like that. Mm. Think of it, Marco. Think what it would mean to be my wife. Never mind the wealth, that is unimportant. But think of the power it would give you. Power. That is all that is real. That is all that really matters in life. You would be the queen of the salon. The mistress of Paris. You overwhelm me, monsieur. I, I must have time to continue. No, no, no. No. You must decide. No. I am so confused. Oh, I... What is it? Someone at the window peering in. Nonsense. I am sure that I saw a Please go and make sure. Certainly, my dear. No. No. No one here? You're quite sure? Quite. <laughs> you, you must not let your imagination play you such tricks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was stupid of me. Martha, your answer. Your answer, what is it to be? Let us... Let us drink a toast. It to Monsieur and Madame Chauvelin. You mean to us? Mark, Madame. I have waited so long for this moment. 
take you in my arms. To feel you warm and vibrant and alive. No, no, please, not yet. First, the toast. Yes, of course. The toast. To you, my love. To you. And now... And now, monsieur, you will sleep. What do you mean? Don't want to sleep. Nevertheless, you will. And soundly, I swear. Uh, I tell you what. Now, go come back. You're going away from me. Everything's going away. <laughs> Pleasant dreams, monsieur. The wine. Drugs. <laughs> That's it. You devil. You beautiful devil. Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. I added a final line or two to my face. Then I turned. You are a madam. Permit me to introduce my good friend, Citizen Chauvelin. <gasps> it is amazing. You think I'll pass? I never have believed it possible. With your face is... And he's not so different in every way. You, you must be a wizard, monsieur. Oh, it's quite simple when you know the technique. But, but your voice will give you away. Oh, that. One learns to change the voice as well as the face, madame. Why, it is not true. It, it can't be, but you are... You are Chauvelin. Oh, heaven forbid. <laughs> I'd drown myself forthwith in the sand if I thought that. Uh, you've got the documents, Blackman? Yes. Now, you understand quite clearly what you've got to do. You're both to remain here till I get back. Yes. With luck, I should be back within the hour. Bye-bye, Blackman. Au revoir, monsieur. And God be with you. We had learned that Veradou was in a prison near Saint-Lazare. Fifteen minutes later, in answer to my insistent knocking, the main door of the prison was opened. I strode inside, demanded to see the governor, Colonel Legrand. He was, I knew, a friend of Chauvelin, and if my disguise deceived him, all would be well. There was a brief delay, and then a man came forward. It was not Legrand. What is this? You are not Legrand. Where is he? I wish to see him. I'm sorry, Citizen Chauvelin. The Colonel is not here tonight. Damnation! I particularly wanted to see him. Is there anything I can do for you, citizen? Who are you? I am Captain Tovey, 
Chief Rolla at your service. Oh, you will have to do, I suppose. You have here a prisoner, one Jean-Pierre Varadou. Yes, Fetch him to me. Fetch him to you? That is what I said. But... Well, you wish to see him in his cell. I do not wish to see him in his cell. I wish you to fetch him here. I have an escort outside. I propose to take him away. Take him away? Do not keep repeating everything I say. But I, I don't understand that. If you must know, it has come to my knowledge that an attempt is to be made tonight to effect his escape. Oh, you need have no fear of that. He is too well guarded. I can give you a personal guarantee. I will not be too free with my guarantees if I were you, Captain. The man we have to deal with is the Scarlet Pimpernel. Englishman. Precisely. That's different. Very different. What his exact plans are, I do not know. But he is as cunning as the devil. And a past master at the art of disguise. And that is why I want to get Veradu away from here. Ah, I see your point, sir. May I ask where you propose to take him? To a certain dungeon I know where he will be beyond reach of even the Pimpernel. I hope you don't think I'm being difficult. But you have a written authority for the transfer? Yes, 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 of course. Here it is, signed and sealed. Thank you, citizen. You understand, I'm sure. Regulations yes, and so on. You find it in order, I Oh, can't... perfectly in order, sir. Hello. Yes, sir. Bring Vardo here at once. Very good, sir. You do well to keep alert tonight, Captain. I will, sir. I assure you. Should anything unusual happen, be on your guard. <laughs> I tell you, there is no limit to the ingenuity of this Englishman. So I have heard, sir. And remember, there is a price on his head. Uh-huh. If you are able to come to me tomorrow and say, I have caught the Pimpernel, you will be richer by 10,000 francs. If he dares step foot inside this place, I'll nab him, sir. You can be sure of that. I hope so, indeed. <laughs> Half an hour later, I was back at the tavern of a thousand flowers. Chauvelin was still peacefully asleep. As I changed again, this time into the uniform of an officer of the guard, I told Tony and Margot of what had transpired at the prison. And, and he's all right? Really all right? I mean, they haven't ill-treated him or anything like that? He's perfectly fit. Oh, thank heaven for that. Where is he now? At our headquarters, changing into more presentable clothes, and I dare say making his way to an oversized meal. Well, what can I say, monsieur? How can I begin to express my gratitude? Uh, well, please don't try. Uh, there's no time anyway. Uh, you two must go now. The minutes ticked by and turned into hours as I sat and waited. Minutes and hours, each one of which took Tony and the Veradus closer to safety. I was playing for time for them. And even after Chauvelin woke, I would continue to play for him. Dawn was creeping through the window, and the clock stood at half past five when finally he stirred. His eyes opened, and for a while he stared at the ceiling. Then he turned and saw me. Where am I? Who are you? Good morning, citizen Chauvelin. <laughs> you slept well, I trust. Well, uh, of course I remember now. That woman, Marco Veradou. She dragged my wine, the cunning little jade. I've got to get out of here. Not so fast, citizen. But I tell you... This pistol is loaded, my friend. You wouldn't wish me to give an excuse to press the trigger, I'm sure. This is monstrous! An outrage! Stop spluttering with indignation, Chauvelin. It makes you look even more ridiculous than usual. How dare you speak to me like that? I do not know who you are, but I warn you, you shan't wear that captain's tunic much longer. I'll have you reduced to the ranks. I'll have you dismissed from the... Why not go a step further? Why not take some evidence against me and have me arrested for embezzlement? You're rather good at that sort of thing, I hear. <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about. You will, my friend. Stand up. What? I said stand up. That's more like it. <laughs> a bit to be fuddled still, eh? Uh, never mind, you will get over it. Now you sit down at that table. That's the idea. That's right. Your pen and paper. Now write. 
Right what? An order for the release of Jean-Pierre Veradou. I'm damned if I will. You were damned in your cradle. You will do as you're told if you value your life. Right. Right. You need not think you're going to get away with it, whoever you are. Veradou is a marked man. And so will you be. I will hound you both down, I swear it. And Madame Veradou as well, I dare say. Yes. Madame Veradou as well. An empty threat is like an empty jug, Chauvelin. It makes a lot of sound, but it signifies nothing. In England, they have a saying... In England? Now I know you. You are the Scarlet Pimpernel. I thought you'd have guessed that by now. By heaven, one of these days I will get uh, no you. No more idle threats, please. They have to get a little wearing, you know. Let's go, shall we? Go? Oh, yes, I forgot to explain. I made a discreet inquiry last night at the jail near Saint-Lazare. It appears that if I'm going to secure Veradou's release, I shall need more than your signed authority. I shall need you there in person. Ah, that may make things a little difficult for you. Not at all. We'll merely go there together. I'll hand over the authority. You will verify it. And there I do will be released. Of course, you may be foolhardy enough to try some trick, but I wouldn't if I were you. You see, I still have this pistol. And even if they did catch me, you'd not be alive to enjoy the satisfaction of it. So, off we go, monsieur. To Saint-Lazare. So, the second time in nine hours, I entered the prison near Saint-Lazare. Once more, it was the chief warder, Captain Tonville, who came forward to receive us. Good morning, Citizen Chevron. I hardly expected to see you again so soon. Again? Uh, Captain Torville is referring to your visit last night, Citizen. But I wasn't... You weren't the what? Yes, of course. My visit last night. Oh, you must forgive Citizen Chauvelin. He is a little bemused. His, his memories of last night are slightly clouded. Ah, so it seems. I uh, have this paper for you, Captain. Thank you. Oh, don't. Very interesting. Captain Torville. Yes? Ignore that letter. I was forced to write it under duress. Seize that man! Gah! Gah! Not so fast. Don't you understand, you fool? He is the Scarlet Pimpernel! He is? You mean you are? What is it, Monsieur? What, what is the matter? Who called? Take this fellow into custody. Guard him carefully. He is dangerous. It seems you have overplayed your hand, Monsieur Pimpernel. I told Citizen Chauvelin last night that if you ever showed your nose in here, I would nab you. And by heaven, I have. This is ridiculous! It is all a plot to get Veradou free. I tell you, that man there is the Pimpernel. Oh, if you must bluff, you should do it more subtly, my friend. As Captain Tonville already knows, Veradou was taken from his prison in Chauvelin's custody nine hours ago. What? Absolutely. I handed him over my head. I tell you, I am Chauvelin. Read him the letter, Captain, the one I just gave you. Certainly. The man accompanying the bearer of this note, who purports to be me, is an imposter. I believe him to be the Scarlet Pimpernel. Arrest him. Signed. Chauvelin. But I did not write that letter. Of course you didn't. Chauvelin did. It's a trick I tell you a false trick. Who the hell's with him, you men? Listen, you've got to listen. Oh, 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 listen to me. And then, as they were about to drag him out, a door opened. And in walked a man whom I recognized at once as the governor, Colonel Legault. What's all the noise? What's going on in here? Legault, thank goodness you've come. Tell these oafs to take their hands off me. What is all this, uh, Captain Tonville? I have just captured the Scarlet Pimpernel, sir. That is him there, disguised as Citizen Chauvelin. Ah, you stupid fool. That is Citizen Chauvelin. But I uh, tell you, fellow, I've known him for years. Release him at once, you yes, man. Yes, we have There he goes! The real Pimpernel sneaking through the door! After him, you men! After him! After him! 
a moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Oh, yes, uh, I got away, but only just by the skin of my teeth. So, Percy, how good it is to see you again, monsieur. Did you have much trouble getting away from Paris? Uh, trouble? <laughs> no, madam, not a whit of it. I've had the most charming company all the way. So it seems from the gathering on the beach. Oh, those. Oh, just an old friend, you know, a man called Chauvelin. Yeah. You wouldn't know him, of course. Tedious fellow, really, but with one saving grace. What's that? Not much of a ladies' man, you know. Huh? But on the rare occasions when he does fall in love, he has, I must admit, the most impeccable taste. Adventures of the Scarlet Pimpernel, starring Marius Goring, with music composed and conducted by Sidney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.